Hello, welcome to the Down Back Drop podcast hosted by Connor Evers, the Director of Recruiting for the PGA Golf Manager Program here at Methodist University. This podcast is recorded live from the Mass Communications Department here on campus with special help from Paul Joseph. Each week I sit down with alumni, our PGM staff, and friends and family of the program, as well as current students. We share stories, key information, and best practices of why our PGA Golf Manager program here at Methodist University is the best in the United States of America. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Down Back Drop podcast. I appreciate everyone listening today. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded a podcast uh, before students came back for the spring semester. Did about 10 recordings in, uh, in about a week. So back in the studio and, and uh, recording a few. So Today, we're very fortunate enough to have Colby Wallets on the podcast. Colby is originally from Amesbury, Massachusetts. He's a 2008 grad of Methodist, and he is currently the co-founder of the Golf Academy at per- Persimmon Ridge in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Colby's got a, a few great attributes. Uh, he's a four-time Kentucky PGA Award winner, including the 2001 KPMG uh, Teacher of the Year and a Golf Digest Best Young Teacher in America in 2021 and 2022. Colby, really appreciate you coming on, and, and thanks uh, so much for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Colby, kind of go through, you know, where, where you kind of grew up. I know I mentioned Amesbury, Massachusetts, but kind of talk about your upbringing and, and who uh, kind of introduced you to the game of golf. Yeah, so I, I grew up playing pretty much every sport under the sun. Uh, uh, golf was one of the last ones I gravitated towards, and uh, one of my friends asked me to go out one day with, with he and his parents. And um, after that, I was hooked. I, I think the next week I had a set of junior sticks. I was probably oh, 11 or 12 years old. Um, the following summer, I had a, a junior membership at our nine-hole public course in Amesbury. I think it cost a whop $360 for the year, and that included a $50 <laughs> food card, uh, which I blew through in about the first week, I think. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was the kid. I was a kid that my dad would drop me off on the way to work in the morning and then uh, pick me up at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock at night. And I would just play all day. Didn't have a driving range there. We had a small little hundred yard area uh, where you could shag your own balls, a small putting green. I, I would play 36, 45 holes a day, just walking around that golf course. So kind of got hooked there, um, obviously. And um, my hockey career didn't quite take off. I was too small, too slow, uh, too weak. Other than that, I was really good. Uh, but I, I kind of <laughs> gravitated towards golf and, um, you know, one day Methodist, I think sent me something in the mail and it, I started looking into the PGM program side of things. And, um, quite honestly, Methodist wasn't on the top of my list until I visited and, and, uh, spoke with the staff down there and, um, I applied and I think I was accepted and, uh, had my decision made maybe the first week of my senior year. So I kind of knew from the beginning, I wanted to go the golf route, whether it was to play professionally um, or to, to create a business within the game of golf. Obviously I've, I've definitely gravitated towards the latter, uh, again, lack of talent and athletic ability kind of prevented me from playing <laughs> any further than I did. So that's kind of the rundown of how I got to Methodist and had a, had a great four and a half years there. Uh, really enjoyed my time there, met a lot of awesome people there. And really, uh, if it wasn't for Methodist, I certainly wouldn't be where I'm now. Great. I appreciate you sharing that too. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, also kind of talk about um, where this kind of passion for teaching came from. Was this maybe when you were a student in high school? Did it kind of progress through your college years or maybe on your internships too? But kind of talk about that, if you will, uh, if you don't mind too. 
Sure. I, I think that when I first started at Methodist and, and my first couple internships, my goal was to be a head pro at a high-end private facility. Um, and I ended up getting a, a internship my junior year at a place called Hamilton Farm in Gladstone, New Jersey. And um, Mike Adams was the, the director of instruction there at the time. Uh, and I actually did my, my last internship there as well. Um, but under Mike, you know, we did a lot of golf schools. He brought in some incredible instructors from around the country. And I really saw that I enjoyed helping people with the game of golf more than I enjoyed uh, the business side of being a head golf pro. So that's where I really started to gravitate towards the teaching side of things. Um, and I'm also, I'm not an old school pro that wanted to be in the shop Tuesday through Sunday and you know, work 60, 80 hours a week in the summer. So I saw the teaching side of things. If I could create uh, my own business within instruction, I could kind of have control of my schedule uh, and have a little bit more time with family, a little bit more freedom to when I was going to work. So that's really why I gravitated towards the teaching side of things. Uh, certainly Mike was the first one that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that you could create a living just teaching golf. Great. Thanks for that too. Uh, and I, I want to get into more or less your, your business and, and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis. But first, before we get there, I just want to talk also about your time at Methodist. You know, how, how was that transition from being, uh, being from, the, from the Northeast and coming down to the South here in North Carolina and maybe some things you're involved in uh, inside our PGA Golf Magic program and out when you, while you were a student? Yeah, so it was funny. So many of us came from the North and a lot of us from the Northeast. Um, down at Methodist. I think it, we saw being in the Carolinas as a, as a golfer was a lot better than for me living in Massachusetts or Maine or, or New York. Um, and so even though I moved away and I literally knew one person when I got to school, um, everyone, we had 300 and some odd kids in the PGM program at the time. And we all had the same love for the game of golf and the same passion for the game of golf. So it was really easy to meet people that, um, that you get along with. So it, it didn't seem like I was in a different element. It just seemed like I was, you know, Northeast kind of moved down to, to Fayetteville, North Carolina. So <laughs> uh, the transition for me wasn't hard. Um, and, you know, I got to meet so many great people from all over the, the country, but again, mainly from the North. And, um, we found out there were a lot of hockey players and we, you know, there was a club hockey team that was started um, while I was there. So I played hockey for, I think two years, uh, my junior and senior year, we had a club hockey team there at school uh, where we'd go on to Fort Bragg and play. And that, I don't know if they still do that now, but uh, there were so many of us from the north that played hockey. We just started a little team down there. So, um, you know, I play, I was on the golf team for three out of my four years. Um, so obviously that was a took up a bunch of my time, too. And, and at the time, I really did want to play full time or I thought I did. Um, so I spent a lot of time working on my game. Um, but um Maybe not so much, maybe not as much, or at least not in the areas I should have. But <laughs> yeah, so that was really my transition down there. For me, it wasn't hard. Um, I know some kids missed home. Um, for me, honestly, I, I just kind of found a group of friends that I got along well with, and we played a lot of golf. Great, great. That's that's good to hear. Also talk about your time on the golf team, like you mentioned. You, you played for three or four years. Uh, talk about that experience, too, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I I, um, I was on the team for three years. It's funny, we used to do the match play to get on the team in the spring. And two out of the three years, I, I won the match play to get on. And then my senior year, coach decided not to do the match play part. I I, I told him, I think that's because he just didn't want me on the team. He didn't think I could get, <laughs> he didn't think I could make it through the stroke play. Yeah. But um, so I was on the team for three years. But 
you know, honestly, I didn't travel. Um, I, I didn't, I feel like now I've learned, I didn't work on the right things in my golf game. I got too into the technical side of things. Um, I overanalyzed my swing. I took too many lessons from the great, the great staff that was there, uh, trying to get some extra yardage, trying to find the perfect motion to, to move the ball towards the target. When I lost sight of who I was as a golfer, you know, I, I didn't take a lesson growing up. So I think when I got to Methodist and I saw the opportunity to take so many lessons, I, I overdid it. Um, whereas when I was growing up, I just learned how to slap that thing around the golf course and get it in the hole in, in less shots. So, um, it was a, it was a great learning experience for me and it really shaped what I do now as an instructor. Great. Thank you. And also talk about your internships, you know, wh where did you go and kind of talk about those experiences individually, if you don't mind too. Yeah. So my first one was at Turner Hill, uh, in Ipswich, Massachusetts. It was about 30 minutes from home. It was a great private golf club, um, beautiful mansion clubhouse, um, had a great time there, started out, uh, outside services, but within like the first one or two weeks, uh, George, the, the director of golf moved me inside, um, and really got to learn a lot about how to interact with people. Um, you know, how to, how to serve the members in that type of an atmosphere, something I'd never been around before. So, uh, it was at Turner Hill my first year. Uh, next year I went down to Edgewood country club in Rivervale, New Jersey, little 27 hole golf course. Um, uh, and that was cool. I, I lived above the golf shop and like dorm rooms up there, learned a lot about the merchandising side. Everything was done with paper and pencil. Um, you know, from every time, every time a new box came in, you literally check every single SKU with the purchase order to what came in. Um, that's probably why I, another reason why I gravitated towards the teaching side. That wasn't a whole lot of fun for me, <laughs> but I learned a lot about that merchandising side of the business at Edgewood. And then, um, Hamilton farm, my last two internships, like I mentioned, was just the next level of service for the member. Um, we had an incredible staff there, a lot of PGA pros on staff for, for very few rounds of golf. Uh, and a couple of great teachers. So I got to learn a lot from everybody when I was at Hamilton Pond. Great. Thanks for sharing that too. Uh, and now, like I mentioned before, I kind of want to talk about your, your business. Uh, how did that kind of come to fruition? Um, and uh, what kind of what it is as well? Yeah. So uh, in 08, my last internship, I was planning on going back to Hamilton Farm as an assistant. And then the economy tanked and with that budgets got cut. And anyways, to, to make a long story somewhat short, uh, Vicki Pate was the women's golf coach at Methodist and she used to work under Mike Adams down at PGA national. And she ended up marrying a head pro in Owensboro, Kentucky, uh, and knew that I wasn't working. I was down in Florida playing for the winter and, um, they offered me an assistance job in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I was like, you know what? Never been to Kentucky, uh, was single. So what the heck might as well go. And it was the best worst job I ever had. Uh, quite honestly, it was, uh, middle of nowhere. Uh, the people in Owensboro were great. They say Owensboro is a great place to raise a family. You're two hours from everything. But the problem was I wasn't raising a family. Uh, and it took me two to three hours to get to, to section tournaments every Monday. Um, and so that kind of led me to Louisville. I knew if I wanted to teach, I had to get somewhere bigger. I uh, met my wife when I was in Owensboro, and so uh, that, that's why it was the best job I ever took. Um, and then ended up uh, in Louisville, and then six years ago now, myself and uh, Corey Kaufman started the Golf Academy at Persimmon Ridge. A fellow uh, PGA professional actually bought the golf course and asked me, uh, he knew I wanted to teach full-time, so he 
asked me if I was ready to, to, to jump in. And so he brought me in as a full-time instructor from an assistant when I, where I was at um, a place called Hunting Creek. And um, so now it's been six years here at Persimmon Ridge and we've, we've grown from Corey and I to, we now have four full-time instructors. Um, and we also started with a lady named Betty Baird Krieger, who uh, does all of our college advising and personality profiling and a lot of our mental game stuff. Great. Thanks for sharing that too. That, that's fantastic. So Golf Digest Best Young Teacher. That's a pretty big award there. <laughs> kind of talk about what I'm that... just surprised <laughs> they think I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're young for sure. <laughs> so uh, well, what does that award mean to you? Uh, I know that that comes from a lot of hard work and I'm sure from the others around you. Um, but what does that award mean to you, Colby? It just means it just means that we've been able to help our players get better. Um, you know, everything we do at our academy is is a team effort. We do a lot of group stuff where we're all there working together. So, um, you know, that mean that to me just means that we've done a great job as a group of uh, helping our students get better uh, and our high school players, helping get them into appropriate colleges to where they can play if they want to play. But more importantly, they're going to get a great education. Uh, and they're not going to transfer out. So we're going to find them a place that fits them. So and that's that's what it means to me more. It's, it's a team thing. And and I know that's probably cliche, but uh, it really is from from our end. Great. Thank you. And, and back to your time at Methodist. Uh, was Would there be anything you would have done differently or changed while you're a student? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. But just kind of wanted to pick your brain on that, too. Uh, I would have I would have gotten more into the fitness side of things. Um, I would have figured out more of who I was as a golfer you know I had a I had a I had a dream of playing professionally um and I think I got away from what made me a good player um and what I thought I needed to do to become a good player so I I think I would have I say that now I I wasn't anywhere near mature enough at the time to do that (laughs) but I guess looking back on it that's what that's what I would do with my golf career but um, outside of golf, I had a great time with, we had such a great group of friends, um, that did a lot of stuff together. You know, we went to the school football games before anybody went to the school football games. And I don't know if people do now, but you know, we had great friends on the football team and, and made friends with the cheerleading team. And we had such a good time. I, I enjoyed my experience there. And I guess what I would tell students, especially if they're like, you know, Methodist is really small and, uh, it's not the college experience I want for me. It, it seemed to be what you made of it. And our group of friends made it an incredible experience. And uh, we just focused on having a good time with each other and uh, enjoying the things that Methodist did offer. And, and part of that was having an 18 hole golf course right on campus. I played a lot of golf. So um, yeah, to answer your question in a long way, I guess uh, I would have figured out who I was as a golfer and kind of gravitated more towards that uh, if I was going to change anything. Great. Thank you for that too. Appreciate it. So when I sit down with prospective students and their families, uh, one of the big things that comes up is, you know, how, how can my son or daughter, you know, stay organized in school? Or uh, maybe that's one of their concerns because it's a big change from high school to college, right? You've got your, your, uh, your parents kind of maybe bringing you to, <laughs> to practices and to school again, if you're you know a little bit younger, 15, 16 years old, can't drive yet, but you know, can rely on them more. And that's kind of a big change. So how do you stay organized in a day-to-day basis um, in your career, Colby? I, I mean, s- scheduling is huge. Um, I'm pretty, my personality is pretty strategic and organized anyways. Um, I don't need a whole lot of calendars. I kind of know in my head when things are, but for people that that aren't that way, I would say get everything on a calendar and and you know 
it's great to do it on your phone, but the, the simple fact of writing things down on paper, if you do struggle with that, um, helps you commit it to memory more. So um, I, I would say write it down, get yourself scheduled, have your day planned out ahead of time uh, to where you know where you're going, what you're doing. And the biggest thing that I've learned is build some buffer time in uh, for me between lessons every now and then to you know, run up and get some food or go use the bathroom or whatever it is you need to do. So, so you're not trying to do that in the middle of a lesson. If you can help it, you're, you know, you're, you've got your day planned with a little bit of buffer time. If a lesson goes along or you feel like you need to put a little extra work in with a student, you don't feel like you're, uh, you don't feel like you're jumping into the next lesson. So get yourself scheduled and create a little bit of buffer time within that schedule. Fantastic. And talk about your your teaching philosophy, um, if you don't mind as well, for for giving lessons. I think that my job as a teacher is to have students be able to do three things. Uh, number one is to know their golf swing. What do they do when they play their best? How is their body designed to work? Um, how do they fix ball flight issues when it happens on the golf course? So understand their golf swing and basic ball flight laws. Um, Second thing I feel like my job is, is to, to teach them how to practice. I feel like a lot of people don't know how to practice. And so when they do go practice, they're really not getting a whole lot out of it. And then the third thing that I really do a lot of is course management. Um, I feel like the average golfer, heck, most golfers really don't manage the golf course well. And you can pick up a ton of strokes for players just by helping them to manage their way around the golf course uh, and develop a better short game for them. Fantastic. That's great. And uh, before we get off the podcast, I've got some uh, some kind of pop questions at the end that I've been asking everyone. So you ready for that? <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, first question: three words to describe you. Oh boy, uh, family, um, driven, and competitive. If you could be one person for a day, who would it be and why? Ooh, one <laughs> person for a day. Um, good question. That's a tough one. Let me go with, I'm going to say um, Patrice Bergeron. He is a, a centerman captain for the Boston Bruins. I would love to feel what it's like to play NHL hockey. Love it. And last one, this is kind of fun. What is your favorite go-to pizza toppings? <laughs> oh, that's easy. Uh, pepperoni, uh, mushrooms, and sausage. <laughs> love it. Well, I, I was going to let you go there, but one of those ones, one of those words that you, you said to describe you was family. And I, I just want to have your take on this. How do you um, balance your work-life balance with having a family? I know that's another thing that a lot of prospective students, when I talk to them, again, if it's over the phone or in person when they visit, that's kind of one of their, um, you know, one of their big questions is, is how do golf professionals do that? But how do you do that as well? Man, this could be a, this could be an hour discussion. Uh, <laughs> I'm big on this. I'm big on this in the golf industry. And I hope that we're able to figure out a way to make this happen because I think we're losing a lot of great young candidates to be PGA professionals because of the work-life balance thing. Um, you know, for me, it's easy. I, I put my family first. Um, I don't work on Sundays right now. Um, I, I 
work till one or two o'clock on Saturdays. A lot of times we go down to my in-laws house, uh, which is an hour, an hour and a half from here. They have a farm in central Kentucky, spend time with them, um, on Saturday night and Sundays. Um, I, I work late when I say late, I work till seven thirty, two two nights a week. The rest of the time I'm done at five or six o'clock so I can get home, have dinner. I've got a 13 month old. So come home, help my wife out with him. Um, I, I put my family first, but again, I'm in a fortunate position where I'm my own boss. So I can make my schedule, uh, try to fit my students around that schedule. Um, obviously I want to make sure I'm there for them when they need me, but I, I'm able to kind of pick and choose the students I work with so that I can fit them into that schedule. So that's just how I've done it. I know that's a lot, that's a lot different than a lot of golf professionals, but um, yeah, I, I hope that we can continue that conversation as an industry and figure out a way to help young people get into the golf business, but also still have the work-life balance that they want. Otherwise, like I said, there's a lot of assistance jobs. There's at least where I am, there's a lot of great assistance jobs right now that are going to go unfilled because there's not enough candidates out there. You know, like I said, we had 300 plus kids in the PGM program when I was there. That's a lot of the candidates coming out of college for, for assistance jobs. And I know those numbers are way down across the country. So um, hopefully that's a problem that we as, as PGA professionals can get together and find a solution to. I know that as a board here in the state of Kentucky, that's, that's a big selling point for us. That's something that we're, we're really focused on doing in our section. And I know other sections around the country are too. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, uh, just for a fact for you too. And, and to add to the discussion, you know, we had uh we have just around 100 students in our PGM program right now, so a little bit different compared to when you were a student at Methodist. But uh, so far, Brock White, our internship director, and I always have discussions about it, and we have just over 640 internship requests for a little, around 100 students in our program. So it, it is That's crazy. It is crazy. So students can pick and choose where they want to go, but again, there's that gap where a lot of these clubs, they don't have enough assistance, and then now they're looking for you know your three, five, and seven-month interns to fill those positions. So the internships are getting better. Um, and, and that's kind of, kind of the melting pot of, of, of kind of that problem. So, uh, we've got, yeah, and that's a great opportunity, right. For, for, for someone that's young that wants to get in the golf business, I, you can look out and see all these great jobs available and, you know, there's not a whole lot of competition for them. That's a great opportunity for young professionals. We just need to do a better job of telling the story to them. Correct. That That is correct. And amen to that. <laughs> well, Colby, I really appreciate your time. And um, thank you so much for sharing some insight on, on your life and your time at Methodist and, and your career right now. Uh, best of luck in the future. And again, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Um, I hope it's helpful to the students. And if you have any pers prospective students or current students that uh, want to reach out, they can email me and I'll, I'll send you my email and you're more than welcome to share it with anybody. Perfect. Thanks, Colby. Appreciate it. Again, uh, this awesome. is a Down Backdrop podcast. Again, happy Friday. Thanks so much again to Colby Wallets for coming on. Uh, again, happy Friday. And have a great weekend.